It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this absolutely invigorating, robust lifestyle show. First, I'd like to take a moment and thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live today and the ones that will be listening to the podcast. I am just so very grateful for each one of you. And you are all in for a very exciting special treat today as I have a returning diva with me, Nancy Lee Gearson. And her and I are going to chat about horse life, literary life, my horses are my muses. Oh my, is this ever going to be good? So Nancy, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? I sure will, Joyce. It is so good to be with you. I know you are a big supporter of women, animals, the globe that we're all spinning on. Um, so I, I know I'm in good company for the next uh, uh, hour or so. Uh, I am uh, the author of one uh, horse-related book so far. Uh, it's called The Horse Who Changed My Life. Uh, my serendipitous journey through Equus. And so that one is a memoir, as I say, that's nonfiction. And I'm so inspired by my life with horses, which began as a complete neophyte, complete newbie, that I've um, been putting together my next book, which is fictional, but the characters are wonderfully involved with uh, horse life and animal life and all kinds of things for uh, raising the consciousness of uh, of the population for humans and for for human uh, and for uh, for animals excuse me oh oh wow oh that's exciting that's well, a yes, mouthful and... i know <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good though but and with you being an author that is that is just so exciting and the horse who changed my life and your serendipity journey with it. Oh, that is that is just amazing. I just love that. Well, that all comes in. It all sounds like it all comes kind of into the realm of what we're going to talk about today with my horses are my muses. And how would you like to start to explain this to our listeners on your feelings and how you have come to feel that your horses are your muses? Well, a couple of things about my background um, <clears throat> that I can piggyback on to uh, what I started out by saying. Uh, mm-hmm. I have been for decades of life a massive journaler, uh, you know, diary as a little girl with a little lock and key, uh, and then into <laughs> the adult realm, <laughs> um, the journaling, massive journaling. Um, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, the other piece is that I've been involved with uh, mindfulness uh, practices well before it was called <laughs> mindfulness or be- well before it was called mindfulness meditation. Uh, I love those mm-hmm. phrases. They are the catchphrases of the day in the realm of human consciousness raising circles. Um, 
but I was introduced to uh, transcendental meditation when I was 18 and uh, joined a philosophy school where we went on retreats uh, with uh, meditation and practices for staying in the present moment. So cobbling that together with horses coming into my life, I was journaling on everything that was happening in my life with horses as a newbie. It was just serendipitous how horse life happened to me. Uh, that's A lot of that is um, covered in, in the first book. Um, and I was down a dirt road primarily by myself with um, three horses and a couple of dogs, a couple of cats, and lots of journaling. And then I started bringing the spiritual practices uh, into play as well, um, standing with the horses, you know, in quiet pausing. I got certified in Reiki out when I was living out in Colorado with the horses and practiced Reiki, um, not on humans, but on, on my horses. <laughs> I, got, I got certified as an equine gestalt coach out in California, uh, Colorado. Um, and um, so I got to really delve into horse life in the uh, spiritual realm, uh, more so than the riding, as a matter of fact. It started out with a riding retreat, but once I was uh, living life with my herd, uh, there were many um, more spiritual and emotional aspects to living with them right from the ground. Another oh. mouthful. <laughs> Ask a writer oh, a question, right? <laughs> oh, but beautiful, beautiful. Well, I love Thank how you. you said living in the present moment because that is something mm. that with my horses, they always remind me to live in the moment. Mm. Just live in yeah. the moment. And my one horse even said on a live the other day, no tomorrow, only today. And I'm nice. like, oh, my goodness, mm. how that just, it just resonated with me. And sometimes when I get so wrapped up in thinking of everything that's happening, I'm like, okay, go go be with my horses. Just live in the moment. There's no tomorrow. There's only today. <laughs> and yeah. it, it's such a... Uh, it's just such a peaceful feeling is how I kind of describe it when you become that that connection in a spiritual way with your horses. And I agree with you so when you go kind of from the riding's the main thing. And, yeah, I still love to ride too. But, boy, when you get that spiritual connection, it's it's just incredible. <laughs> yeah, Um You'll appreciate this, I do believe. Um, I, I don't even know if I have it in the book. I've certainly got it in a journal somewhere, and I've certainly shared it with some horse uh, gal pals, but I I have said this, I've heard this come from my mouth many times, that um, there's just such a grace to being in the barn doing the chores, not not even on the horse, just whether it's, filling a feed bucket, um, removing little gook from their eyes, um, putting a fly mask on, uh, giving them a kiss, letting them give you a kiss. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I said scooping poop, but if I did, it's worth saying twice because you do a lot of that with horses. Uh It's such a grace. (laughs) It's such a grace that befalls me every time. And, And it's this. This is the grace. I have no doubt but that I'm where exactly where I need to be. Whenever I'm doing anything out there with the horses or in the barn, 
that's it. I'm right there. Everything else falls away, and I know I'm just where I need to be, and I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing. And mm-hmm. I call it a grace because so often we're physically doing one thing or we're physically in one place, but our mind is somewhere else. Um, no, no judgment. I, I think that's a fair fact to say <laughs> oh, yes. about the Definitely. experience. <laughs> yeah, but not, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm there with uh, whatever I'm doing out there, that's it. I am just there. And if that's not a form of meditation, I don't know what is. And this is after uh, two decades being in a philosophy school where, you know, one form of meditation was considered the one that one ought to practice. Um, if not exclusively, then certainly that's the one that you couldn't miss doing every day. But I've learned over the years that um, blessed are we who have many forms of meditation in our lives. And being with Mm -hmm. the horses for me is definitely a form of meditation, don't you think? Oh, yes. Oh, how how I agree 100% because that's (laughs) what was coming to my mind, and I think I said it, on some other shows, honor for me to be able to have them in my life because I am so mm-hmm. blessed that I have these horses mm-hmm. in my life. And we have found each other. They, I feel yeah. the horses found me as well as I found them. We had a calling, and it was yeah. a higher, higher power, universe, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. It mm-hmm. was what brought us together. And from that moment, it I mean, I'm getting chills just talking about it because it's just, yeah. it, it is just beautiful. And like you said, when you're there, it's pure grace. It doesn't matter what you're doing with them. It's just pure. They just bring, they bring such a calmness to me. It's such a peace that, and I've said that earlier, it's just a peaceful feeling. Yep. I can go out and just hug on him, it does anything. And I have my one gray horse. He's a kisser. He's always giving you a kiss. <laughs> and then when my big bay horse gives you a kiss, you know it's really special because he's not a yeah. kisser. And he did that the other yeah. night. And I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's something. And I think um, I'm going to add, because um, I, I think it would be nice for the listening audience to know this, Um I think unlike yourself, Joyce, you're still um, riding and enjoying those uh, adventures and that unity in that in that uh, context. I actually don't ride my horses, and I think um, I guess I'll do a little book talk here. Um, I think certainly the first book, and it'll also be in the second book. Um, I will reveal the title if asked. Ask me. Um, <laughs> I I have a lot of content uh, about not ride not riding on the horses. Mm-hmm. A lot of it will appeal to people who have horses who either are no longer riding or never wanted to ride or are hoping to get back to riding. It, it's going to appeal to folks who do ride, uh, but I also want to. Uh, emphasize that uh, for folks who don't ride their horses and haven't felt validated, the whole other realm, a negative realm, mm-hmm. really, um, we, we oughtn't judge people who don't ride their horses. Clearly mm-hmm. we oughtn't, but you know that's happening. That's, that's a whole other piece. So my book mm-hmm. and the new one that's coming will definitely be, um, I guess I'll use the word validation, um, for those who just simply are living with their horses, or, or their yeah. dogs and not showing their dogs. Um, 
I just wanted to add that piece. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful because, yeah, I find way more time to just be with my horses than I do to actually ride on them. And <laughs> it is just, it's it's just beautiful. So, yeah, I mean, I'm with them. I'm with them every day because I, I am very blessed. I have them right here with me. I feed them twice a day, and I go out and love on them. And I just, when I need a boost, that's where I go. To them are my dogs. And, I mean, they're, they're, they're yep. my go-tos. And they're yep. what bring me my peace. So, yeah, I hear you completely about that because, like I said, I, I, I'm with them way more than I get the opportunity to ride them anymore. And that's fine with me. I'm just as good with that either way. And that brings yeah. me, you said, to ask you, I now we have the curiosity up with our listeners today. What is the new <laughs> title to your book going to be, Nancy? So it's um I love when I love when things just, you know, they fall in your lap and um um lest anybody think that I had to struggle too hard. Um I didn't. I had a couple of silly working titles just to get it going. I just found that it helped my writing process to actually have some even non-official title for the book. If nothing else, when mm -hmm. I saved the manuscript or the, the draft, it's not a full manuscript yet, but when I saved the draft, I really wanted to be able to label it with a title. At some point that became important to me. So I had a couple of kind of silly ones. Uh, and then the right one um, came home to me, uh, and it's called A Sanctuary for All. Oh, that's beautiful. A sanctuary for all. Oh, my goodness. Now, yeah. when is your target date to have this new book released? Well, it hasn't been through anything uh, anywhere, anything approaching professional editing yet. I've got about, mm -hmm. uh, in fact, it's got a few more chapters to go. Um, if the fates allow, you know, I do other things right. in life other than sit at my my uh, laptop and my notepads and all, but if all things, um, quote, go right, uh, I could be done with the full writing in the next month or so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I won't even say or so. The next month, maybe two. Uh, and then mm -hmm. as much as I love the world of self-editing, I really do edit myself quite a lot. I tend to write fat, and then I have to trim it mm -hmm. and trim it and trim it. Um, and... Um, yeah, but I'm going to get a professional editor's eyes on it. The first one, I used a wonderful editor, and I will probably knock on her door again. So that's a couple of more months. So sometime between now and um, I would like to say um, before the end of the year, sometime in the fall, mm -hmm. it should be ready mm -hmm. to go. Um, I'll probably do it as a um, paperback and ebook, just like The uh, Horse Who Changed My Life. Um, I'll try to put it up on my author website. And um, yeah, this one is going to be great. It's going to weave in themes of um, uh, the characters will have uh, equine assisted learning, animal communication, horses, goats, sheep. What's really going to be nice uh, is that. Uh, I'm learning, I've discovered how much I love writing dialogue. You know, when you've been a journaler and a memoirist, you don't uh, you don't write a lot of dialogue. But mm -hmm. lo and behold, what what a guess, really. And now the characters are so alive for me um, from living with them for several months now. Um, I, I can write a line and think, uh, no, but 
you know, Miss Elizabeth wouldn't really say that or no, that's not the way Juliet would really react to that. Like they, Uh they push back. My characters push back when I write a false note for them. (laughs) So I'm having a lot of fun with that. Um, And the, um, the equine assisted learning program is actually going to be uh, designed by uh, three teenagers, two of whom are on the autism spectrum. So that piece will come in as well. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm going to tie in all these things that are meaningful to me, but through fictional characters. I'm I'm really excited. Uh Oh, I can see why. I am excited. That and that title, (laughs) just everything you described, a sanctuary for all. I love it because everything you described, it just fits right underneath there. And even with bringing the individuals in that are dealing with autism to express mm. too. I mean, that is that is just beautiful. And all the animals, you said it would be goats and cattle and horses and dogs, everything. Oh, wow. Oh, that's going to be incredible. Yeah. We'll definitely be looking for that book. <laughs> yeah, it's going to, um, it's, there's also going to be one element, if I could just uh, add a little bit more. Um, sure. This one speaks yes. to my heart. For, yeah, this speaks to my heart, not for uh, autobiographical purposes. This is not something that I pulled from my own, uh, any kind of uh, sadness from my own childhood. I, I would certainly tell the audience and you, Joyce, if it were. But it, it's a fictional uh-huh. concept, but it, I don't know, it resonates yeah. for me. The um, the owner of the uh, sanctuary, the it's, um, it's called Kind Heart Animal Rescue. That's what the sanctuary uh-huh. is called. Uh-huh. And the woman who runs it, Miss Elizabeth, um, is going to have a very poignant relationship with this little uh, nine nine year old girl who starts volunteering with her mother at the sanctuary um, and unlike Miss Elizabeth, whose animal communication capacities and passion for animals was squelched by her family, her family ridiculed mm-hmm. her and squelched the capacity right out of her. Um, Juliet, on the other hand, this little girl. Um, has parents who are supporting her. They don't understand uh-huh. the animal communication fully. They don't understand why their daughter is that impassioned, but they support mm-hmm. her. And this little girl, Juliet, is going to remind Miss Elizabeth of herself before it all was squelched away. And she's a very reserved woman, but it's going to bring out in her rescue as well. So I'm going to pull uh-huh. it off, I hope. Spirits come to me. Yeah. You will. I can tell it in your voice. This is a passion that you (laughs) are doing, and it will come. When you're following your passion, it will, everything else will come. I mean, it's just, it's not work, it's your passion. And when you follow that, it's a beautiful, beautiful journey. I've told so many that you need to find your passion and follow it because Mm. that's where your heart is at. And where that leads, when you listen to your heart and not your ego, you'll find your passion and you will enjoy life, is my philosophy on, on how it it works for me. <laughs> yeah, I have you had people get back to you um, afterwards and tell you that following their passion served them well? I have, I have seen, seen it where when people follow their passion, it totally nice. changes. I mean... It, it It is just beautiful, and I love that because they just shine. You can see it in their eyes. They're so much happier, and they're doing what <laughs> they love. 
So that's what I always say with my animals. I they're not they're not in my life. They are my life, and that's where my passion is is with my animals. I love them. <laughs> yes, I've heard you say that before. That they aren't in your life. They're they are your life. It's beautiful. I'm so glad that we have this round two interview, Joyce. If nothing else, and it's plenty, it's to get to hear you say that again. Thank you. I oh. love that. I love that phrase. Oh. Well, you are so welcome. I that's that's just who I am. So that's and I, animals are my passion, and oh, they're they're incredible. This morning, I saw a beautiful blue blue jay. Oh, he was just gorgeous, yeah. and I heard. I heard I call them red birds. I know they're cardinals, but to me they're red bird angels. And <laughs> That's fine. Yes. <laughs> I heard them singing this morning and I'm like, "Oh, I just I just love it." And my barn swallows are back. They are just ah. beautiful. I I love them every spring. They come back and they have their little mud nests and yeah, I I enjoy all the animals. <laughs> Yeah, a few days ago, I had a feeling that I had a feeling that there'll be there'd be some goslings in the. There's a pond across the street from us, um, across uh-huh. a small country road, and we have a pond on our property. And the geese will come each year and uh, have fun in both of the ponds. And uh, there's just been one couple that's been around and been around for the last few weeks, and I had a feeling it was coming. And then. It's just magical. You go to sleep one night, and it's just the couple, the the parents to be, and then you wake up, and yeah. suddenly they're swimming in the pond. Um, the one at the front, one at the back, and then the six little goslings in the middle in a straight line. Just uh, wow! Oh. Look what happened overnight. Uh, it's oh. crazy. But in, in fact, it um, just so people don't think I, uh, I've, I've kind of got this completely twisted they probably had been born a few days before i don't know that they go into the water the day they're born but i think they had been squirreled away for a few days because there was a tractor working so had they maybe they were a few days old but nonetheless it was just great to see them in the water in that straight line with the one one parent at the at the helm and the other one at the other end just so beautiful Oh, that is beautiful. That's beautiful. That's just like my little kitties. I, I've got two mamas with kitties right now. And, oh, they're oh, they are just incredible. Uh, they are so cute, so sweet, so innocent. No fear of anything. And oh, they're they're just dolls. <laughs> they're definitely the, um, a gift. <laughs> most definitely, it's a gift to be able to witness it. Um, I lived in. I did live in New York City. Um couple of decades ago now and you know cities offer as I'm sure you know cities offer a panoply of uh, entertainment and cuisine culture and networking abilities all, all those all those things uh, at the same time I just can't imagine now living um, in a city uh, I just can't imagine that because I would yeah. miss all the species i would I would just miss being able to go outside and see more than just the human beings, so mm-hmm. hmm, I'm yeah. very blessed yeah. I live in a rural property, yes. yes, I feel the same way. I'm very blessed that i get get to be out in the open country i I love it, love it, love it well, Nancy, this interview has just absolutely flown by it has. and as we it has, and I knew it would because we have so much to chat about. We could chat for yeah. hours. <laughs> but as we come mm-hmm. to a close on this interview today, what is final tip that you would like to leave with our listeners from what we have chatted about today? 
I would like to leave with the listeners um, uh, that it's it's a little bit of a, if I can do it, you can do it, and a little bit of a how-to, but really soft edges around that. I'm very humble about how it is that I came to make this major change in my life, uh, you know, midlife and be with the horses and uh, learn all these different disciplines. And um, it's that if you listen to the serendipities and the synchronicities and the magical connections that are coming to mind or actually happening in your life, um, could be in dreams, could be a song you're inspired to write, could be a song you hear on the radio that connects with you in some deep way. If you're listening to those kind of messages and the serendipitous events that start happening in your life, it's not this huge impossibility to make big changes in your life. Uh, for me, it was um, just a combination of a colliding of those different serendipitous events that were going on for me. And then lo and behold, there I was living with a herd of horses um, with no prior experience. And it doesn't have to be that you end up with that midlife uh, change. Mm -hmm. It could be any kind of change and it could be at any age, but it's, um, it's about really listening to and watching for what's really going on in your life. And, uh, you know, then taking, uh, taking the leap in, uh, in whatever way feels right to, to you and definitely to surround yourself with people who are going to be supportive of that um or just don't support don't 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 surround yourself with too many people at all you know just do some journaling on it do some meditating on it mm -hmm. and uh keep the circle of keep the circle of people around you um supportive that's what i would say um and then if 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 I might just um, invite people to uh, my website, would that be all right to do, Joyce? Oh, that'd be great. I was going to ask you how yeah. may people connect with you and also order your book. Oh, that's nice that you were going to. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I know that you would have put it on. I, this is not false. Um, I'm not. This is not f falseness on my part. I know you would have um, posted it uh, in the recording, so um, I wouldn't have been worried. I just really wanted to make sure that it was appropriate for me to uh, to um, to say the website. Uh, I didn't want to oh, yes, uh, do anything I wouldn't do. Okay, Please so do. it's easy. All that mm -hmm. said, words, words, words. I'm telling you, talk to an author, right? Words, words, <laughs> words. Um, <laughs> the website is cleegerson.com. That's it. Just uh, N A N C Y L E E G E R S O N, Nancy Lee Gerson com. The email mm -hmm. couldn't be any simpler either. It's Nancy Lee Gerson at yahoo.com. <laughs> and um, I love to autograph books with little notes that I write. So I, I always hope people mm -hmm. will order the books directly from my stock here. But, you know, it is available on all the marketplaces. Uh, I just really love writing the notes and sending them out myself. It's such a sweet moment for me. Yes. Oh, oh that is awesome. And they can order the book right from your website then, correct? Yeah. Nancy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My daughter who designed the front and back cover and did the interior design for the book. She's an artist. She's a wildlife artist in her own right. Mm -hmm. She put the website together for me and she kept it very simple for folks. So, um, oh, yeah, the website awesome. was designed by the artist for the book. 
Yes, yes. And you have a beautiful website. I've been on it. I'm on it right now, actually, while we were chatting, and it is yeah. it is a beautiful website. I recommend our listeners to definitely go and check it out. And Thank you, Chuck. Nancy, you are so welcome. I'm going to ask you, will you please be back on my show another time when <gasps> you and I can talk more? Yeah, yeah, that's like the easiest yes that I'm going to say for uh take a long time to get an easier yes than that, Joyce, darling. I would love to, oh. love to. Oh, awesome, awesome. I am so excited. And listeners, you heard it. She, Nancy will be back on Robust Lifestyles. Well, thank you so much, Nancy, and you have an absolutely magical day today. You too. Namaste. And to everybody who is listening now and to all those who will listen afterwards, blessings to you for a rich and abundant life. Amen. Oh, how beautiful. Thank you so much, Nancy. And I, I also want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this absolutely amazing interview with our incredible diva, Nancy Lee Gerson. Please, Share this show with all your family and friends. Check out all the other hosts and their shows on DivaSec. All of you, a magical day. And remember what Nancy said. Listen to those magical connections in those moments and stay in the present moment. Remember, be kind to all. Give your animals that great big extra hug and share all your love with them. Until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.